Last night, we found out Texas A&M's full 2024 schedule. I think it's more manageable than I even originally thought. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So, last night, the SEC, in dramatic fashion, on these new shows they do, which is so exciting, by the way. Any excuse to watch a show and get excited about something for SEC football, sign me in. But we found out, we knew Texas A&M's opponents, but we found out the when are you playing them, who's back-to-back, you know, all the intangibles that go into a schedule that make a schedule difficult. I mean, we can we can sit here and kind of discuss well, we know who we play, but until you see the schedule laid out, I don't think you can really kind of project a season. And the way this schedule was laid out, I just – I know we're in the middle of a coach transition. I know we're in the middle of a lot of roster turnover. But this schedule is so manageable, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so let's run through it. Segment one, I'm just going to kind of talk about the schedule will run through it. Segment two will have the ceiling and the floor discussions. And the ceiling, I can already tell it's going to rustle some feathers, but it is what it is. It's just, it's, it's pretty high. Um, and then in segment three today, we will discuss the path to the ceiling and the path to the floor. So let's run through the schedule. And let me pull up dates. I didn't write down dates, which was a tad bit silly. I wrote down the schedule and didn't write down dates. So let's write down, pull up the dates for the schedule. Um, but first, Texas A&M opens their schedule against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. This game is on August 31st. You know, we're going to discuss, I'm going to kind of do like, Ceiling and floor predictions for wins and losses, like I said in segment two. But quick hitter on this game. When we discussed it a little bit on yesterday's episode of Locked on Aggies, but, of course, Riley Leonard just committed to Notre Dame two days ago, three days ago. And it looks like, barring anything crazy, he's going to be quarterbacking the Fighting Irish next season. Now, of course, who is Riley Leonard? Well, he was Mike Elko's quarterback at Duke. Um, a guy who can beat you with his legs, guy who can beat you with his arm. Didn't have a great year last year because of some different um, injuries. He was he was in and out of the lineup, and he didn't have the season that many anticipated. But he, we know who he is. We saw who he is in 2022, and this kid can ball. So, you know, he's going to obviously be coming to Kyle Field, not a place I'd want to play, um, but – you know, at the end of the day, 
that's going to be one of the Aggies' more difficult matchups on the schedule. Next game is McNeese State. We're not going to sit here and break that one down. The third game, and this will be Mike Elko's first SEC game as the head coach at AM, is um, oh, and the, sorry, the, the McNeese State game is on September 7th. The Florida game on the road in the swamp, September 14th. You know, this ball game, in my in my opinion, this is one of those. It's you know, the word trap game kind of comes to mind, and you might say, "Well, there's a chance is Texas A&M going to be favored in that game." There, there are so many variables to discuss that. You know, like I said, it is hard to project these games. We're doing it right now for the fun of it because it is fun to have the conversation. But um, this game feels a little weird just knowing that it's in the swamp. I always say the SEC is home to some of the best environments in college football. In the swamp, like Kyle Field, like Jordan Hare, um, like Bryant Denny, I mean, I think is a – Difficult place to go play a football game for an opponent, you know, for for an away team. So now, while the Swamp is a tough place to play, I still don't – I'm not a believer in Coach Napier. I'm not a a believer in what he is doing. I'm not a believer in the success. I I don't think he's going to have much success at Florida. Frankly, if you look at – you want to talk about a daunting schedule. If you want to talk about – Feeling good about a schedule? Look at Texas A&M's schedule and then go look at Florida's schedule. And if you have any friends that are Gator fans, text them. I'm sorry because it is horrible. Horrible. Um, and, you know, you could argue one of the real only chances at a win in the SEC is this um, A&M game at home. I mean, really. So it's going to be a big game because I think they'll know the significance of it. They'll know that they need that game if they want to be have a successful season. Um but no, I mean, I think Texas A&M is going to be a better football team next year. I, I think that playing in the swamp is a scary place to play. I do think that you you have to play a couple a couple places that aren't fun to play. But I think all of your road games, you're going to be the better football team. But so Florida, that's my thoughts there. Um, next game is Bowling Green. Then you play Arkansas. Arkansas to me. Um, and that you know, of course, that's gonna be the neutral site. Um, that this game to me, I think that they, I think they're higher. If Petrino was a great decision, I do. Just like I said for a And M, I think that we did we didn't get to fully see what Petrino was at a And M because of you know Coach Fisher doing his being Coach Fisher. But I think that's a good hire. But I once again, I, I as much as I like Sam Pittman, I don't believe in Sam Pittman. I think the Aggies win this football game. Um, I think that they're they're a better team. Um, and then Missouri at home, this is going to be a really interesting swing game for this schedule. You know, what does this team look like next year? Were they a one-hit wonder? Were they, you know, I mean, is this are they a legit team going forward or was this a one-time thing? And I, I think that's still to be seen. That game, okay. Let me. Sorry, let me. Bowling Green's the twenty first of September, Arkansas twenty eighth, and Missouri the uh, is October fifth. So that's that's to me is still to be seen. Is Missouri a flash in the pan? Are they a real a real contender going forward in the SEC? 
or was this a one-time thing? And I still think that it, it needs to be decided. We don't have an answer to that right now. Then you got your bye week on October 12th. You have multiple bye weeks, actually. Then you go to Starkville to play Mississippi State on October 19th. Once again, I like the hire they made over there, but I just don't – I'm never um, a believer in year one unless you're a guy like Mike Elko who's taken over a roster full of so much talent. You know what I mean? Like, um, and and that's kind of my thought there. So you might say, well, you're saying that, but you think you think AM is gonna have a good year. I think that their schedule, AM schedule is so easy, and I think that they're gonna still have one of the best rosters in college football, even after all this turnover. Um, so at Mississippi State, once again, those cowbells, not a fun place to play, but not the most daunting, you know, environment. Then you um host LSU. Same thing. What does this team look like? What what does this LSU team look like? They could be great. They could be. Or, you know, here's the deal. Will they be able to have defensive success next season? We know their offense is going to be fine. But, it, it, you know, it's not going to be what it was this year. And if that offense takes a step back and the defense continues to not be successful, you know, that's a, a game the Aggies could potentially take. take. Then you go to South Carolina – once again, this is a ball game that I think you can. I mean, I, I don't believe in what's going on over there. I I mean, there's a lot of roster turnover. Um, I was in on Beamer for a while, but I just I don't know if I believe in in what Beamer's doing. Um, then you got your bye week, New Mexico State. Then you go to Auburn. This game's a little interesting because Auburn is recruiting at a high level. I know there's a lot. I have a lot of friends, and there's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. But a lot of the excitement, I think, is surrounding the freshmen coming in and will they even play much as freshmen. And then you add on top of that, it looks like their quarterback is still going to be Peyton Thorne, who I just don't think is very good. Um, and then the last game, Texas at home at Kyle Field. The Longhorns are coming to town. Lone Star Showdown is back. That is going to be a fun ball game. Texas is going to be good. We know how good Texas is going to be next year. But when that game is being played in Kyle Field, I really do believe anything is possible. Now we're going to run through the ceiling and the floor of for this schedule for Texas A&M. Talk about a record with the ceiling and a record with the floor. We'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at Prize Picks. Price picks, all I can do is reiterate just how fun it is to use. So, interesting thing going on with price picks, you can mix and match sports. So, right now, we're right in the middle of the NBA, we're right in the middle of the NFL. And, ladies and gentlemen, all you everydayers, I got to lay a situation out. Play my dad in the fantasy football round one of the playoffs tonight. I've been talking a lot of trash, and I think it could um, bite me in the behind. So I need us all everydayers here. We're rooting for Austin Eckler tonight. We need a big game from Austin Eckler, okay? Appreciate it. But um, so, you know, there you go. Go to Price Picks. Take overs on Austin Eckler. But you can mix and match basketball and football. It's just such a fun – you're not going against sharps and sharks. You're going against yourself. You're taking a higher or a lower on a stat. 
It's easy to use. It's fun to use. And it just enhances watching sporting events. You've got to go check out Prize Picks. It's just so much fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. So we're going to talk ceiling. We're going to talk floor. But let me run through first real quick and just say the schedule again because I didn't say the dates because, you know, I'm, that's what I do. So August 31st, Notre Dame. September 7th, McNeese. September 14th, at Florida. September 21st, Bowling Greens. September 28th, Arkansas, neutral site in Arlington. October 5th, Missouri, home. October 12th, bye week. October 19th, at Mississippi State. October 26th, LSU at home. November 2nd, at South Carolina. November 9th, bye week. November 16th, New Mexico State at home. November 23rd, at Auburn. November 30th, Texas at home. So now let's run through. Let's run through ceiling first, okay? And I want everybody to listen to me and hear me out, okay? I want, I want everybody to hear me out. When I talk about the ceiling of this team, right? Not being a homer, not being crazy. I think that if you really break this down and project, and this is based off what this is based off of is my projections for these teams, my projections for this Texas A&M roster, my projections for this coaching staff, and just the easiness of the schedule. I'm not just you know saying crazy things. Everybody that looks at the schedule agrees that if you put a, you know two and two together, this the ceiling can be high. So. Let's start going through ceiling here. Notre Dame, here's the deal. Ryan Leonard's a good quarterback. But this Notre Dame team has proven time and time again that they just can't get it done. They're overhyped every year. You could make that argument for during the, the – um, not make that argument. I think you could say the same thing for Texas A&M during the Jimbo Fisher era. That's what this Notre Dame team is. I think – I think that – Coach Elko can get this, can get the job done. And when we're talking about ceiling, we're, ta- we're talking about ceiling. It means if everything falls right, you can win this ball game. I think that that's the case with this Notre Dame game. I think it will help that Coach Elko knows Riley Leonard. I think it will help that he knows his style of play. He'll know how to stop him. I think there's a lot of variables. This game's at home. There are a lot of variables that lean Texas A&M's way in this football game. So I think when you're talking ceiling. Texas A&M can win this football game. And, and, like, there's no change in my mind on that. I mean, I think Notre Dame is overhyped every single season. I think – and like I said, I, I'm, I'm not saying that and being delusional. I know Texas A&M was overhyped for a very long time. We all buy into it. But I just – I believe in this coaching staff to develop talent. I think that's a big part of the reason why I feel this way. But McNeese State is a win in the ceiling. At Florida is a win. I talked about it when I talked about this game. I just do not believe in Coach Napier. I don't believe in this roster. I know that the Swamp isn't my favorite environment to play in. It's not my favorite place to be when it comes to if I was an opposing you know, player, uh, opposing, opposing team. But I think that the Aggies can win that game on the road. Um, Bowling Green is a win. Arkansas, kind of same thing here with Florida. I just – I don't – I think that Coach, like I said, Petrino is a good hire. I do. I believe in Coach Petrino to succeed over there, but I just 
I don't think they're going to have, you know, they're losing a ton of talent. What's, what's it going to look like over there? I just don't think this roster is going to be great. I don't think this team's going to be great. And they're coming off an awful season. I think that, in, in, you know, in a neutral site, the Aggies are going to win this ballgame. Then, now, so that means you're starting, you know, Notre Dame 1 0, McNeese 2 0, Florida 3 0, Bowling Green 4 0, Arky 5 0. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, and so five and zero, I think, is, is the ceiling. You're five and zero heading into the Missouri game. This is a swing game. This is a really interesting game, and I talked about it. Is this team a flash in the pan? Is this team legit? That I really, right now, without looking at transfer board, without looking at rosters, without looking at all that that we're gonna, you know, discuss probably in like three months, it's tough to say. But I do believe that with this game being at Kyle Field. Assuming that this could maybe be a bit of a one-season wonder, not saying that's a fact, but we've seen one-season wonders before. I think at home, the Aggies can win this game. If this game was on the road, I don't think I would have it as a win when it comes to the ceiling. But with it being at home, and we're talking ceiling, I think the Aggies can win this game. Mississippi State, um, once again, in the ceiling, I have this as a win. I know it's on the road, but I don't, and I think this coach, I, I believe in the new coaching staff over there down the road, but I don't know if I believe in the new coaching staff there right now. LSU, here's the, and once again, I'm talking, we're going to talk floor. So don't, I don't want y'all to think I'm saying they're going to win every single game because that's not the reality here. But LSU, once again, this game is at home. All of your swing games are at home. Okay. Notre Dame, LSU, Missouri, and then really Texas, all of your swing games are at home, which is what makes this so manageable. LSU, we don't know what that roster is going to look like. We don't know what that team's going to look like. We, we don't know what the defense offense is going to look like. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, if, if a team comes in that has us, you know, the offense isn't going to be what it was last year. We know that. We know that. So if the offense isn't what it was last year and the defense continues to struggle, this is a winnable game at home. That's that's my opinion there. South Carolina, don't believe in what's going on over there. I think you can win that game on the road. Um, a lot of turnover. I know they're doing well in the portal right now. I need to add the they're doing well in the portal right now, but still, I just I think if all goes right, you win that game on the road. Um, then New Mexico State is a win. Auburn, I have here is a win in the ceiling. It, this is a game I I think. I'm scared of Auburn in 2025, but I think in, until well, as long as Peyton Thorne is their quarterback, I don't, I don't believe in that football team. I really don't. Um, so, and then Texas, so win at Auburn, Texas, even in the ceiling, I have this game as a loss. That's going to upset some people. I know um, it's a rivalry game. It's, it's a renewed rivalry game and it's at home. So, so could something crazy happen? Yes. Um, but I think ceiling, um, an 11 one ceiling is safe where, okay, maybe you lose to LSU, but then you beat Texas. I, I think that I think, it, uh, I, I mean, people are going to say I'm crazy and, and I understand that. I really do. I get that. It's, it's okay. You're more than welcome to say that. But at the end of the day, the way this schedule works out, your difficult games are at home. Your more easy games are on the road. If you go four and zero on the road, I think that 11-1 is very much in play. 
Um, we'll, we'll we'll do this. We'll push the floor back to segment three. So we'll, ha- we'll we will talk about the floor of this schedule coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. First, got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at LinkedIn, or excuse me, at FanDuel. LinkedIn is tomorrow. Excuse me, FanDuel. But we love LinkedIn too, and we love FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and a ton more. I've been doing these alternate line spreads. So, like, basically what you do is, you know, a normal line for a player. So, tonight's game is kind of a um, – NFL game is kind of a bleh game because, you know, Herbert's out, a lot of players are out. But, like, Austin Eckler, right? Let's say his rushing – his rushing yard lines probably set at, you know, 44, right? Because he's he's a bit of a receiving back. So you can take it at 25. And then if you parlay that with a bunch of lines, you're getting them at a discount. I've been doing really successful with those, and I highly recommend doing them. Um, but that's what I've been doing, and I just I love using FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So now we will get into the floor here. With the floor, it starts with Notre Dame being a loss. You know, we do know how talented that team is always. I like I said, as much as I I that team does seem to always be overhyped and overrated. If we're being genuine here with the floor, this game's a loss. Then um I have McNeese State as a win in the floor. I have Florida as a win in the floor. I have Bowling Green as a win in the floor, and I have Arkansas as a win in the floor. So I think even with the floor, you are heading into the Missouri game four and one, and then I think you lose that Missouri game. Um, you know, if we're talking straight floor, um, so that would make you four and two heading into Mississippi State, which I think you win. So that makes you five and two. Then the LSU game, I, I think you would drop in the floor, making you five and three. Um, then South Carolina game, I have that as a win, even in the floor. So six and three heading into New Mexico State, which I think you win. Seven and three um, after the New Mexico State game. And then I, I think the – so I think you could make an argument here. The one game that I have with it being on the road – Auburn is not a place, like I said, it's a place I've been multiple times um, covering different sporting events, and it just it's not a place I want to I want to play on the road. So some might say Auburn's an easy win, and and I do think the Aggies will win this football game. Being on the road, if we're talking floor, floor, I think you have to mix in one of these road games as a loss. And I think I'm going to have it, you know, be the the Auburn game, and then the Texas game, of course, still a loss. So I think that the range for this Texas A&M season, you could convince me that it's seven and five to ten and two. You could convince me it's eight and four to eleven and one. I just think until we see what this team looks like 
with uh, Coach you know Colin Klein, Coach Mike Elko. Until we see what this team looks like, I just it's going to be so difficult to project this season, which is to me fun. You know, I, I don't. This sounds you know it sounds a little crazy, but it's like you know when you're a team that's you kind of know what you're going to get. Like if you're, you know, at the worst case scenario, Vandy, you're probably going to win two games. Alabama probably going to win 11 or 12 games, you know. It's kind of, which is great. I, I'm not saying I don't want to be Alabama when I'm uh, winning 12 games. Every year. What I'm saying is it is kind of fun to have a schedule where you're like, this could go so many different ways. We could be in the 12-team playoff or we could not make a bowl game, which I'm kidding. I, I think they're going to make, I think the floor is seven and five, the f- bottom floor. But that's so fun to me to project a season like that where it could go this way, it could go this way, it could really go either way. Um, it, it's just this is me a fun season, ladies and gentlemen. So what we'll do is um, I have this the path to ceiling and the path to the floor. It's a fun conversation, but it, it's it's a more significant conversation than just the time I have to be able to give it today. So we will save that for segment two on Friday's episode of Locked On Aggies. I also want to talk a little bit about this Elijah Robinson situation um, because it's an interesting one, you know, going on with his recruiting and kind of poaching some players. We're going to discuss that a little bit tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I I feel good about this schedule. I feel good about the ceiling and the floor of this Texas A&M 2024 football schedule. So let me know. Let me know in the comments. Ceiling, floor, Trap games, games you're worried about. Everybody, let me know all y'all's thoughts in the comments about this about this 2024 Texas A&M schedule. But I feel really good about it. I don't know how you can look at this schedule and say to yourself, "Man, a 10 and two Texas A&M team, you know, and the Coffee Playoff is really 12 team is really on the table." So I just I know that there at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to be excited about if you're a Texas A&M fan. This schedule is manageable, and I think that the the sky is the limit for this for this coaching staff, for this team, and for this 2024 schedule. It's not always going to be this easy. You are never going to have a schedule like this again. So Coach Elko needs to understand that and take advantage of it. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day. Enjoy some Thursday night football. Let me know your comments on the schedule. Let me know your your thoughts on the schedule in the comments, and we will see you tomorrow.